Some years ago at a school, there were some children that had arranged a nativity play, and there were some religious sisters, some nuns at the school, who had helped them arrange this play. So they did the play very, very well. And afterwards, in the school gym, the sisters had set out sort of like a banquet of tables and food so the children could come get some food. So it's kind of like at a banquet, you start at the beginning of the line, right? You grab your plate and you make your way down the line. So one of the sisters, she had like a big bowl of apples that she had brought special. So she, just before the children came down the line, got a piece of paper and a pen out and wrote on the piece of paper, take only one apple, God is watching. And she wrote that and she put it up on the wall behind the bowl of apples. So Jimmy, the first student who goes through, is kind of clever and he walks by and he sees the apple and he takes one apple and then he walks down further down this buffet line and he sees a big tray of cookies and he gets an idea and he looks to either side to see if someone is watching him and he gets out his own piece of paper and a pen and he writes something on the piece of paper and he puts it above the piece of paper right above where all their their cookies were there. So the next students, when they come down, they saw the apples there, take only one apple, God is watching, and then they finally get to Jimmy's sign above the cookies, and it says, take all the cookies you want, God is watching the apples. (laughs) So that's kind of a more goofy Christmas story. Also have a, a kind of a more serious one I'd like to tell. I don't know if you've come across this short story before, It's called The Gift of the Magi by William Porter. It's a short story written in 1905. I just only recently came across it, a beautiful short story that's so fitting to tell at Christmas. And this short story, The Gift of the Magi, tells about this couple that's very much in love, Jim and Della. They're just kind of preparing to be married, again, very much in love. And this is the Christmas that's getting to be just before they get married. And Jim and Della want to get each other a gift, something very, very valuable, something the other would love so much. So they each go out in secret to buy one another a gift. So Della first goes to the shop, trying to think what she can get for her beloved Jim. And she knows that what Jim prizes above all else is his small pocket watch. This for Jim was so precious. So Della was in a store and she saw a beautiful chain that she knew that Jim would love to connect to his pocket watch so that he could put it in his pocket and keep that chain connected to it. But when Bella, Della sorry, saw how expensive this chain was, she knew she had no money for this. She thought to herself, now how can I get some money to pay for this chain? And she saw another store and saw there that she could sell her hair. Now Della had beautiful long hair. She could sell her hair and pay for that chain. So Della went, she had her hair cut off, and she presented her hair, and she sold it to pray for that chain to give to Jim. Now Jim, on the other hand, was trying to think about what to get for his beloved Della. And Jim knew that what Della prized above all else was her beautiful long hair. So Jim was in a store, and he saw some beautiful combs there, and he thought to himself, Della would love to have these fine, exquisite combs to comb her hair. And Jim thought, okay, I can't afford these combs. They're so expensive. So Jim thought, how can I possibly pay for this? Jim took what was most precious to him, his pocket watch, and he pawned that pocket watch to pay for the combs for Della. You can kind of see, of course, where this is going. Della and Jim come and encounter one another on Christmas, 
and exchange their gifts. And when they exchange their gifts, they just smile at one another because, of course, Della had gotten the chain, but Jim had no more watch for the chain. And Jim had gotten these combs, but Della had, of course, sold her hair to pay for the chain. And they just thought to themselves kind of the irony of it all, but also how beautiful it was that they sacrificed what was most precious to them to give this gift for the other. Christmas really is all about giving and receiving of gifts. We had at the earlier Mass, the children's Mass, and the children were talking about the different gifts that are important to them. Some were asking for toys, some were asking for video games. Uh, One brave young boy asked for gold, so good luck to his parents. (laughs) But gifts, of course, are important, giving and receiving gifts. And that story of Jim and Della show us that sometimes gifts are unexpected. At the same time, it teaches us that what is most important in the gift is the love that goes into that gift. In the gospel we heard today, the angels announced to the shepherd that they will receive a gift. They will receive the Savior. And this is so important for the Jewish people. All throughout their history, they were expecting a Savior to come and rescue them. The prophets foretold a Savior. They foretold that God would come as their Savior to visit them, that God would establish himself as king in Jerusalem. He would establish this kingdom. God would come with power and majesty to come and overturn their enemies, to set things right, to bring about lasting justice and lasting peace. God would come and visit the people and be their Savior. And the shepherds certainly expected a Savior that evening when the angels appeared to them. The shepherds at this time, of course, were under Roman rule, Roman authority, under Herod, this puppet king. The shepherds longed for a savior to come, to liberate them, to make them free once again. When they went, however, to visit this savior, all their expectations were unended. They expected the gift of a savior, but the savior they received was very unexpected. We just heard at the end of the gospel The shepherds went to see Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, but they don't tell us their response. Certainly their response would have been one of surprise. And we can look and we can see this beautiful creche in front of us. Does Jesus look like a savior who can liberate them from Roman authority, a mighty savior, a powerful savior, a wealthy savior, one who could come and set things right militarily or by force, as they hoped and expected. Of course not. Jesus was a totally unexpected kind of savior, an unexpected kind of gift. But of course, these unexpected gifts can be the most precious of all gifts. Just as Jim and Della gave each other what was sacrificial for them, gave what was most valuable, what was most precious, so too God gives us what is most precious. God gives us the gift of his only son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, when he comes into the world, is Emmanuel. He is God with us. This unexpected gift teaches us that God has come so close to us. God hasn't only become a human being, but God has become the most simple human being, humble, poor, born in a stable. God is so close to us, but especially is close to those in need those who struggle, those who suffer. This is the beauty of the incarnation. This is the beauty 
of this unexpected gift where God gave us what was most precious to him. And this gift is a gift of hope that God has turned around the way that this world works. He's flipped our world upside down. We expect that the wealth, the power, military might, force, wins, and conquers. But Jesus teaches us that it is love and that it is service that wins in the end. This brings about true life here and into eternity. And this unexpected gift, Emmanuel, teaches us that God is with us regardless of what we're going through. Jesus is always close to us. We, if we're here today with joy, Jesus is with us. If we're suffering, if we're struggling, if we're going through loss, mourning, Jesus is with us even more. When we're looking to make our life perhaps better, to follow the call of God, Jesus is with us, strengthening us. Jesus is this unexpected gift. We have again the nativity scene, and this year we celebrate kind of the 800th anniversary of the invention of the nativity scene. So the person commonly held to have invented the nativity scene was St. Francis of Assisi. And he did this some 800 years ago in a place in Italy called Greccio. And years ago, I had the opportunity to visit this location where St. Francis made the first nativity scene. <clears throat> and I have to say that when I went to the nativity scene, I was expecting something different. You go to Greccio and you enter this sort of cave and I was expecting something a lot more fancy, a lot more elegant. But when you walk in there, all you see is a large boulder with kind of, the boulder had a crack in it. And so St. Francis of Assisi put a little statue of the infant Jesus there. And when I saw it, I thought to myself, is this all? And of course, this is all. This is the simplicity. This is the humility of it all. And the story goes that St. Francis of Assisi, when he put the infant child Jesus there, he rejoiced and he sang and he danced. St. Francis of Assisi can see the goodness sometimes that we miss of the incarnation, of Emmanuel, of God with us, of how Jesus has become so simple. He has come to be with us regardless of what happens. Jesus has turned this world upside down. One author once wrote about St. Francis of Assisi, and I'm kind of paraphrasing it, that St. Francis of Assisi had so much joy because when he looked at the world, St. Francis saw the world upside down, hanging by a thread of God's mercy. I find that such a beautiful way of looking at the world. St. Francis of Assisi saw the world upside down, hanging by a thread of God's mercy. St. Francis of Assisi understood the message, the truth of this gospel that we seek to understand, that Jesus is this unexpected gift Jesus is this gift where God has given everything to us, his only begotten son. With Jesus, Emmanuel, God is close to us regardless of what happens. So Christmas, of course, is a blessed holiday. We spend it with family, with friends. As well, Christmas is this moment for us to be a bit shocked by the way that God enters the world. God gives us this gift of a savior, but it is unexpected. We ask then the grace of the spirit then to see the world just this one evening, perhaps, just this one day of Christmas as St. Francis saw it, to see the world upside down, hanging by a thread of God's mercy.